Welcome to Gain That Tune. Is going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got the game that tune august absurdity champion david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune in the house for episode 311 311 y'all it's uh man it's gonna be a hell of a show we got this uh this week uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is something quite simple. We're going to listen to video game tunes, and then we're going to complicate it by trying to guess the games based on the songs that we listen to and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, we're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the August Absurdity Champion, David Fleming. And David gets to explain the theme for this week's episode. Uh, the theme for this week is one we've done before and a, a close personal one to my heart, handheld games, because I love playing games on the go. Mm-hmm. Do you want that's, to speak to the history a... of this show covering strictly handheld games? Do we need to remind people that this is just, so, you know, this never goes well for us, David? So, I love playing games on the go. Uh, no one else seems to. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, no, playing none of us games live in I'm cities going... with mass transit, besides you. It's, like, it's tricky. I like playing games on the go when I'm, like, going to the bathroom. Right. That's, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's why I got a Switch. But I've been eating more fiber lately, so, like, I'm not in there for anybody as long as I used to be, so it's... I'm only playing for, like, a minute tops at a time. Yeah, you can't really knock out an RPG while pooping. Yeah. Or peeing. <laughs> well, that's different. God, could you, God, could you like imagine, like, pisses. yeah, like a 60 hour piss? <laughs> I don't understand why they call it good. RPG if you can't play it while peeing. Mm hmm. <laughs> Roll pissing game. Yes. Um, a, a runny penis game. But yeah, uh, so oh. it's. Uh, uh, Games on handheld systems, uh, famously one of the worst themes that this uh, show has, for some reason, continued to go back to repeatedly. It, it, uh, it truly is not one of our better themes. Where it's not our strong suit. We never score any points on these episodes, and you know somehow we keep on trying. So I guess you know David expanded it this week to not merely be traditional handheld systems, your you know Game Boys and DSs and PSPs and what have you, but uh, I think he broadened it to pretty much anything you can play on the go thanks to the Steam Deck and the Nintendo Switch and you know uh, the Nvidia Shield and the the Engage. Uh, you know really a uh, Really God, I should have those... picked an N-Gage game. Yeah, you know, really broadened the uh, catalog of games that you can play on the go. So we've got uh, we've got five fantastic games. We've got a great fan request, and guys, we just got to jump right into it. So, um, uh, I don't know, pack your uh, your extra batteries or your AC adapter. Um, 
zip it up in that you know handy carrying case. Zip this uh, this episode into that handy carrying case. Is what I'm saying, John. Can I add um, one? Mm-hmm. Can I add a thing to yeah, it? To, sure. Uh, also, um, during this episode, you can um, you know crane your neck while uh, your car goes underneath like a street light because it's dark out and you still want to play the game and mm. you can't see it very good but then when you get to that street light you're like oh my god I can see the game now oh, yeah. Yeah, oh we're no. going to be looking very closely at the games on tonight's episode <laughs> yeah. there, there will be squinting so Johnny let's uh, let's just start game one then game one
All right. Um, so in this game, uh, you can collect the spirits of various demons and zombies and feed them to a gun called the Catcher. see if the power really is in the palm of your hands. I think the mm. trivia gave it away. Yeah, I think so. Um. Oh. 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 Um, okay, so Johnny has guessed Mega Man 5 or V. That's incorrect. Um. David says the catcher in the ride. Yes. That's not right. Um, and John says retro gun game. Which, he's, yeah, he's definitely not wrong. So, uh, so, yeah, John gets a point. What? Uh, well, I mean, at least you described what it is. The other two I guys took a guess based try. on you giving gun trivia and the music yeah. sounding like, uh, like NES tunes. So yeah. That was, that was just some shit I made up. Yeah. How, what is this? What, this is, uh, Dark Arms Beast Buster 1999. That's a mouthful. Uh -huh. So what, oh, okay, wait, oh, 1999 is included in the title of the game. That's not the year it came out. No, that's included in the title. <laughs> is this like a spiritual sequel or retro revival of the Beastbuster arcade game? Uh, actually, okay. So I was gonna get to that because you know, uh, John, it's a gun game. Well, Beastbuster was like a light gun game on the arcades, mm. and um. This is, yeah, it says actually is a spinoff um, of the Beastbusters series, and it's for the Neo Geo uh, Pocket Color, and mm. um, which, like, I, I I think I've used it a cup uh, that that system a couple times on the show, probably in one of the handheld episodes for sure, and um, you know, like like I said then, this this system is such a fun little handheld that you know just was so overshadowed and like I you know it's it's funny because I I feel like I harbor just like maybe like 0.5% uh, resentment towards Pokemon because basically when Pokemon came out that's basically when people forgot other handhelds existed <laughs> so uh and, and, and it even had its own Pokemon type games but like this game did have a tiny bit of Pokemon aspect because um, basically you're this lady and you have this gun and uh, you, you're like hanging out with this death looking dude and he's like hey you gotta go and find this book and uh, 
and also find these seeds that make these weapons so you can make a super powerful weapon. And um, what you're going to do is you're going to kill these uh, zombies, skeletons, mummies, werewolves, all sorts of crazy creatures um, and monsters and whatnot. And you capture their souls and you feed their souls to your guns. And then your guns can evolve into other guns. So you can like have like shotguns or like, like a spread gun, like a laser gun. Um, I think there's like even like a... Uh, like kind of like a lightning fist punchy move thing you can do. Um, so there's I would like a, so with, with dark arms. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of like customization and stuff as far as like um, your weapons go. Um, like it's a pretty cool little like action RPG um, in this game. See, for um, a second, I thought you were going to go in a different direction of, you know, it has elements of Pokemon games, like you explore this world and see these cute little animals everywhere, but in this game, you shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do, but they're I'd, not necessarily cute. I'd be right, into that. But if they made a Pokemon game where you actually got to shoot the Pokemon, I'd be into that. Yeah. Mm. Not Imagine if you just came them. up to, like, a Caterpie and then put a 12-gauge into its face, like... I think there's a Pokemon-type game coming out soon that does let you shoot Pokemon, and I think the Pokemon have guns, too. I forget what it's called, but I do know it's coming out soon. I just kind of want, like, a Doom 2016 mod where all the enemies are Caterpies. Oh my god. Caterpies and Zubats. Yeah, no. (laughs) All early-stage Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, fucking annihilating Rattata with the BFG. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> finally, Pidgey's uh, just dead everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of dead Metapods. No. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's not what this is. Um, no. Yeah, this uh, this looks really cool, man. Of course, you know, uh, I'd love to play it if only that were possible. Um, it's a shame that it's on the Neo Geo Pocket Color game system that. I'm pretty sure you've made up. Like, I don't think it actually exists. I think you only make it up for when we do these handheld episodes. Um, no, just, no, that's it, not true. true. I think I've used a game from it before, so I've made it up too. It mm. even had a Sonic game on that thing, which I've oh, used on the show. Lie. Yeah, this is uh, one of the greatest cover-ups in human history. The Neo Geo Pocket Color never actually happened. Yeah, I'm kind of with John. I think it was a, a massive hallucination we all had. Mm-hmm. Like, we all remember Berenstain, Bear Spelled an A, and rem- we all remember Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah. But Berenstain, Bear Spelled an E, and you're thinking of the Game Boy Color. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> SNK would never have made a small handheld system. No, that was no Pokemon was coming Cause, out. Because <laughs> while not being backlit, the screen was way brighter than the Game Boy Color. That is nice. Yeah. Did it's it have Pokemon, though? Um, it had a uh, similar game where instead of uh, monsters, you had you robots. So you had little like robots you would fight each other with. And that was pretty cool. A bi- it's like biometric something. This was very not an easy to say title like Bio Pokemon. Freaks. <laughs> That's what they should have done. They should have just called it Biomon. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like did you? <laughs> Yeah, except instead of digital, they're biological. Yeah. Biological monsters. Jesse, I think the game you're thinking of is Biomotor Biomotor Unitron. Yes, Biomotor Unitron. 
Well, what are you talking about? That shit failed. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That does sound really good. Okay, but is that a real fast. game, or is that one of those made-up, like, dollar store games that you see at, like, you know, the fucking... Like, the knockoff, like, Chinese PSPs with, no, like, that's a real five game. fake games loaded into it. That's that's a real game? Yeah. <laughs> is it that's a game, a good or is it, like, a 40-episode anime people keep telling me to watch? Yeah. Well, God, it could I be wish. That'd be a cool anime. It's a real game. It's not Chanticleer Hegemony or some shit. <laughs> What the um, fuck are you but, talking about? But actually, you know... <laughs> Go to the dollar uh, store sometimes. <laughs> they've put some Neo Geo Pocket Color games on the Switch store recently. Um, one of which I find very fascinating. It's a... I didn't know they made a Mega Man Power Battles for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. So it's like that those games, but with like the fucking 8-bit sprites. I Ooh. haven't put that on the show yet. Oh, Shut sorry. up. <laughs> But Spoiler, it's not really this cool. episode. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, I'll okay. pencil that in for later this episode, I guess. But yeah, so you can play some of these Neo Geo Pocket Color games on the Switch, which is also a handheld, too. So That's good. Double now, here's handheld. a question for you, Jesse. Are there any Neo Geo Pocket Color games on Game Pass? I'm trying to think. Can uh, we finally declare that the Switch is better than Game Pass because it has uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color games? Um, is that the deciding factor? Back. I will have to get back with you on that. I at this like if you if I had a gun to my head right now, I would probably say no. Right. Um, but I could be missing something. So does having Neo Geo Pocket Color games on the Switch make it better than anything? That's really the question. I would say the answer is no. I mean, the Switch is already pretty better than a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. So. Kick John, the shit out of the Neo Geo Pocket Color. <laughs> John, you're asking, yeah, that's... you're asking the wrong question. You're asking if it makes it better than anything. I'm asking, does it make it better than everything? Mm. And my answer to that is yes. See, oh. my, you know, that's the thing I was going to say. You know, does adding Neo Geo Pocket Color games to something make it any better? And it can. I would say probably no. <laughs> but, there's, some, there's some really good Neo Geo Pocket Color games. Yeah, that SNK female fighters game on the yeah, Geo Pocket Color was really fun. Mm. Match of the Millennium, probably one of the best fighting games. So good. Word. But this game, <laughs> the uh, Buster Arms. Piece. Yeah, this one's pretty fun too. You get yeah. these fun guns, and you can shoot monsters. They have a really solid werewolf sprite. So mm. that's nice. I'm into that. Yeah. I, I'm into it too. Honestly, I think it's funny that they adapted a light gun shooter game into a Neo Geo something else game. I, I think that's kind of fun. Kind of makes me think back on like some fucking you know weird obscure arcade games and wish they would, I don't know, adapt them. I'm thinking of that first Funky Fighter man. I want to see those uh, those alligator and mermaid titties back on the you know back in action on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. It's uh it's time. I'm just thinking of trying to use a light gun on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. <laughs> right, can you imagine <laughs> the aiming? It's gotta be a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, Assuming you just throw it up like a, like a clay pigeon and try to shoot the whole system. <laughs> but you probably survive it. Probably, are built probably pretty another tough. reason that system failed is because they tried to do light gun shooters on a screen the size of a watch face. <laughs> yeah. Terrible idea. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, SNK, many great ideas. <laughs> and the Neo Geo Pocket Color also, the, the thumbstick, 
made this really awesome clicky sound when you moved it around. It hmm. was it was so cool. Like it really was a joy to hold. I didn't realize it had a thumbstick. That's dope. Yeah, Good it was. Huh. It's, if you get ever a chance to just hold one, you should. <laughs> if only that were possible. You you show me where to go to hold a Neo Geo Pocket Color, Jesse. I'll go to there. You should probably find like a retro game store. Feels pretty made up still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh. <laughs> uh. It's on you to prove this. I believe you, Jesse. The Neo Geo pocket color was real. Oswald had help from the FBI, and the moon is hollow. It's all true <laughs> no, the facts. Moon, the moon is made of cheese. Hollow cheese. Anyway. Swiss cheese. Oh my god. Does Switzerland <laughs> own the moon? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This changes everything. Soon we'll prove the Neo Geo Pocket Color does exist. Jesse, anything else on this game? <laughs> it's a pretty cool game. Um, I couldn't find hardly anything about this game, really. No. Like, it's obscure, but, like, I feel like it's fun enough to not be obscure. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's, right. Video games are weird. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's, what that's what hits and what doesn't. This episode. <laughs> Video games are weird. Hot. Take. We'll, we'll dig into that a little bit later. I don't, you know, I, I gotta really think on that hot take. <laughs> Decide by the end of this episode if video games are weird or not. We'll get back to you, Jesse. <laughs> call, call our uh, voicemail and tell us your opinion. Do you think voice uh, voicemails? Do you think voicemails are weird? <laughs> and do you think I video do. games are weird? Do you that fucking too. hate leaving voicemails? Well, then leave us a voicemail about yeah. it. <laughs> Game two.
Alright, so uh, this game is based on the poem The Divine Comedy by Dante, and seven of the stages are named for the seven deadly sins. As you are writing your answers, um, I do want to thank our requester, Tasty, in our Discord. So, uh, John Harrington says sloth and so on. Uh, Jesse says clerks. And John Regan says the hottest club in town is Dante's Inferno. Or Dante's Sinferno. Is that a Beetlejuice reference? 
No, I just, just being stupid. <laughs> okay. Because I, I feel like that was the name of the club in Beetlejuice. Anyhow, all of you are wrong. Um... This is Rengoku 2, The Stairway to Heaven, for the PlayStation Portable. Oh, I love that album. Uh, game. It's a game, Johnny. Oh, oh. I love that album. So, I have not played this game because of the tragic tale of my PlayStation Portable, but I'm kind of sad that I missed out on it, because I feel like this game would have grabbed me. Um, Wait, you're... What happened to your PlayStation Portable? We've been over this, Johnny. I had one, and then it got stolen, and I decided not to replace it. That was fast. I was hoping yeah. the story was going to be you put too much porn on it, you know, filled up all the memory, and it couldn't play yeah, games anymore. And your choices were delete porn or just get rid of it, and you decided <laughs> to just get rid of it, which doesn't make any sense. It came on it too much. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was just stolen. Um... So in this game, you play as a, a robot named Adam, uh, and you're fighting through a tower. And every room basically has a bunch of androids that you have to fight. And as you defeat them, you get, like, abilities and weapons that you can augment yourself. So it's kind of like a action RPG, but not with a, like, world to explore. You're just kind of going from room to room fighting things and then powering yourself up. And as I was reading about this game, a lot of people were like, oh, it's really boring, it's really repetitive, like, it's fine, I guess, but it just, it, it wears thin. And it kind of feels like, in a lot of ways, this is like Dynasty Warriors, where, like, if you just look at it, you're like, oh, whatever, it's a fucking button mashy game, it's boring. But, like, if you actually sit down and play it and kind of get into the mechanics and everything, it can be a really fun game. And I feel like I would have really gotten into this, because, yeah, you can augment your robot guy, you can get, like, a chainsaw on an arm, you can get a sniper rifle on your head, and you're just going wave after wave fucking up other robots. That sounds, that sounds cool. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, people were saying, it's like, oh, you're just going from, like, room to room fighting enemies over and over again. It's like, yeah, that's what Final Fight is, and Final yeah, Fight's awesome. Games. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You're not familiar with the video game? That's kind of what a lot of them are, man. Yeah, imagine that. They um, they did have uh, a multiplayer mode. Um, you could play four players with only one UMD disc, That's which is kind of exciting. Because fun, I feel like especially for the PlayStation Portable, like everybody needed their own disc. They like they said UMD disc. I am like 99% sure the D stands for disc in that uh, acronym there. Pretty certain. I could be wrong. Okay, you know what? Sure. Maybe it does. What's the big deal? I'm just going to enter my PIN number into the ATM machine. <laughs> but no, this game looks pretty cool. So um, you have to... You go up uh, eight floors, you said, and the first seven are named after seven deadly sins. Does each of those floors have a seven deadly uh, sin themed boss I couldn't find that um, I didn't get that far watching the playthrough because it was like 7.30 and I was finishing dinner and said oh shit I need to pick a request um, I kind of hope so 
because if that's the case, I would imagine like Sloth is the first boss and it just doesn't do anything. It just sits there and lets you shoot at it. Yeah, I um, imagine though, like, because what are the deadly sins? There's, there's, uh, you just said sloth, lust. Sloth, lust, wrath, pride, envy, gluttony, and greed. I, pride is one that could really have not aged well. Like, I just imagine the boss of pride is you just take down a whole, like, pride festival. <laughs> And Why are you uh, yeah, I'm going with that. That's not that funny. Yeah. What's... What are you doing, man? Yeah, I don't know. Jack. Jack. Hey, yes. Yeah. Pick a different thing to riff on than killing gay people, oh. John. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe instead of pride, it's like you're hunting down a pride of lions and just murdering lions. Wait, no, that's not good either. Oh, God. <laughs> that's why still... they're called sins. Move to <laughs> lust. Move to lust. Yeah, the theme is, theme is sins. I'm just saying. Jeez, John. Yeah. And I thought the sloth from Zootopia was funny. I don't know why he's in this game. Right. It would be pretty great if the sloth level moved really slow. <laughs> it would also be really great if you're in this, like, cyberpunk dystopian techno city and you get to the boss and it's just a three-toed sloth, like, hanging from the ceiling. Just, what mm. up? Yeah. I'm here to kill you Rengoku <laughs> and then in the corner Kristen Bell is just crying of happiness what so apparently Kristen Bell just loves sloths that's like her favorite animal and on her birthday her husband got like a zookeeper to bring a sloth to the house to hang out with it and she was so happy and excited that she ran to the bedroom and was like crying for a half hour what okay. a weird level to put in this game yeah <laughs> this that's my so random bad. bit of Kristen Bell trivia for the episode right I bet you didn't anticipate getting to drop that one in here tonight David you've <laughs> oh, really man. been sitting on that huh wow <laughs> it's our new well, segment yeah. that's why I, I, that's why I was bringing this up this opportunity just presented itself oh I've been Want to say this thing about Kristen Bell for years? It came up naturally. The show started. Yeah. Why do you think I keep choosing handhelds as a theme? I'm waiting for it to come up, and it finally mm. did. Someone's <laughs> bound to riff on sloth here, and here we are. <laughs> finally. <sighs> um, but no, this is this seems like it's a really cool game. Like I said, if if I were to actually play it, I bet I would have gotten like super super into it. But unfortunately, I never got the chance. Um, and apparently there's two games in the series. They were making a third for the PlayStation 3, and then it got canceled because uh, this game was published by Konami, and they decided, you know what, fuck making fun games. Let's make mm. a pachinko machine. Yeah, that's too bad. This would make a really good uh, pachinko machine, too. Is you pachinko know? one of the seven deadly sins? For uh, Konami? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's the sin where you do something really great and restrict it to being in a pachinko machine? Like what like what they did with the fucking Metal Gear Solid 3 HD cutscenes. Like Konami. Uh, the yeah. sin of Konami. The sin of yeah. Konami. Mm-hmm. That's the eighth deadly sin, which is the eighth level in the game. Right. Exactly. It's just a contra <laughs> level. Play the whole patchy slot machine. Oh god, uh. the eighth level is Konami and it gets all meta. <laughs> mm. I'm into that. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, you thought you were on the stairway to heaven, and actually, <laughs> you're in the eighth circle of hell, a.k.a. Konami Computer Entertainment Corporation. Huh? <laughs> you thought you are on the stairway to heaven. No, you're on the pachinko machine to hell. Yes. <laughs> I thought I was fighting, Snake. like, robot demon monsters. Why am I fighting Hideo Kojima? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that actually kind of tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I I fell into the ultra games stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, all that would be on brand for uh, for Kojima himself. But you know, now that he's se- separated from Konami, uh, now Konami doesn't have that kind of self awareness to paint themselves as a I don't know distinct part of hell. They uh, they seem to think they're doing just fine. That Konami, good for them. Um. Man, yeah, uh, kind of want to play this. If only that were possible, you know. David, is this system real? <laughs> the PlayStation Portable? Yeah. No. I didn't think so, man. I've, you know, I've seen this uh, seen this on the shelf at the Chinese dollar store, and you know, I didn't see this game included in the package at all, man. And you know, nothing about this game that we're describing or this system. Sounds real. I mean, a UMD disc? What the fuck is that? Yeah, no, I, um... Does it prevent pregnancy? I, as, you know, just a simple implant? No, I, um... <laughs> I used some of the Patreon money to hire somebody from Fiverr to compose three songs to make up a game and mm-hmm. make an elaborate story about a, a handheld system God. that I once owned deliberately to waste everyone's time. Man, Has anyone right. done that on the show yet? For real? That would be such a good fucking get. Like, if you guys could do that. If we could figure it out one day. It's not a fake game, and if you call someone out on it, then they, you know, they lose forever. And then... <laughs> I, I don't know about this Mario. <laughs> this is how we, guy. This is how we get somebody off the show for good. Johnny finally has a heart out. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But also, Johnny has an ear for real video game music. He would never fall for such things. <laughs> I love the idea that being such a, a specific seller on Fiverr, yeah. I'll write you three fake video game tunes. To be guessed. <laughs> Can I get four? I'm sorry. The sign says three. Plus yeah. a piece of trivia. No bonus tune. Now Don't tri- make me tap the sign. <laughs> now, the trivia is free, all right? You're really getting a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the the songs are the expensive part. The trivia and the the made up reality where this system exists. That's where you know that's uh, that's what really kicks the package over the top. It makes it worth getting, man. Now, for yeah, an extra fifty dollars, th- I'll <laughs> inception your friends and make them really think it's real. Mm-hmm. You'll make just... yeah, David think he owned a PSP. Is that am I saying that right? A what now? Yeah. The the real bitch was hiring the actor to play Tasty all these years to make this request. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I want to thank you, Tasty, for making this request in our Discord. Yeah. This came to us via Fiverr. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, cool-looking game. Uh, I would, uh, I'll keep my eye out for this, man. It seems, you know, I don't know, it, you know, like you said, it's a Konami joint, so maybe they didn't do anything like port it forward. But, like, if this were available for a cheap uh, PlayStation 4, like, you know, update download thing, I would almost consider uh, playing it now that I know what it is. Yeah. Um, looks cool. <laughs> okay, Okay. so I'm, I'm on the page uh, for this game at the Rengoku Wiki, and that's where I got the trivia. Mm. And they have the external links. 
Rengoku 2 The Stairway to Heaven at the Konami Wiki, and if you click it, it pulls you to a page that says, there is currently no text in this page. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. Damn, Ooh. Konami can't even keep its own wiki going? Fuck. Thanks, Konami. Yeah, jeez, guys. Fucking, I would think Konami could, uh, you know, update a page or two, but man, all that patchy slot money can't get the wikis going. It's a damn shame you hate to see it. <laughs> anyway. You heard him. Great game. Great tunes. Do we uh, do we call out a composer on this one? Uh, we did not, because I could not find that information. Word. I'm glad I brought us back to say that. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it quickly. Now, you know what? No, I'm not going to search for it. You Let's know what? Just, just make it up. This game, yeah. obviously, was composed by Dante Alighieri. <laughs> um, I would have said P. Chinko. <laughs> <laughs> P. Etchy Slot. <laughs> okay, I, I got it. No, 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 I've got it right here. Uh, this, this was uh, composed like... by legendary video game composer K.N. Ami. Oh, okay, yeah. Kevin Owens Nami. God, I'm glad we waited for that. Yeah, it was a good build. I was legitimately trying to find the composer and I couldn't. Yeah. No. Who could? Jeez. We gotta, you know, David. Like, I know we're uh, we're having fun, but like, we we gotta have real games from real systems at some point on this show. This. Uh... Hey, I didn't choose the first game, so that's not on me. Yeah, I that's know. a real game. It's all wrapped up in your theme, David. You had to see this coming. You had to, you know, this is the logical conclusion of the handheld theme. Just all made-up games for systems that no longer exist. Game
All right, guys. So uh, early on in this game, the player receives a thorn to add to his sword's handle, which wounds and feeds off the user's guilt. The thorn grows as the player completes certain optional areas of the game, and its state at the end of the game will affect what ending you get.
Alright, who's feeling great? Feeling so good? I'm feeling pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's uh, see some answers. You penitent oh, ones. Oh, David raised his answer. Johnny says getting thorny in Maine. Um, no. Jesse says sausage. <laughs> and, uh, he's provided an accompanying illustration. Sadly incorrect. And David has now rewritten his answer to say Androcles and the Lion for Game Boy Advance. Bless you. Nope. <laughs> I understood now the thorn and the lion reference. Uh, yeah, sorry. Androcles finds the lion with a thorn in his paw, pulls it out, and tames yep. him. Yep, and then you know Androcles sticks it in his own hand and is wounded and feels guilt, and uh, the thorn grows throughout the game, and you know the blood and whatnot. No, it's not that. Uh, what this is, is a uh, little game that I personally have been playing on the Switch. A uh, little spooky, little creepy, uh, you know, kind of horrifying game with some religious stuff going on. This game is Blasphemous. Oh, how is that? Okay, but what's it's... the game? Yeah. <laughs> 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 is this the uh, game with the really, like, pointy helmet? Oh, is that helmet ever pointy, man? Oh, what a helmet this guy has. Uh, this penitent one, as he's called. Um, I have not gotten very far into the game because I've realized I'm not very good at the game. But it's pretty cool game. I, I don't want to say fun because <laughs> it's kind of set in a world of uh, religious horrors. And, uh, you know, you take control of this guy, the penitent one, and, uh, you know, it's very... Uh, a lot of religious iconography and weird shit going on. And yeah, you're a guy with a sword and a big, tall, pointy metal helmet wrapped in barbed wire that, you know, it's like gushing blood. Uh, pretty, pretty fucking cool looking character design. Of course, all that detail doesn't come through at all times. It's a, you know, kind of small pixelated look that the game has. Um, and you're going around, uh, you know, this world and it's... Uh, What's the uh, what's that game that we compare all these things to? It's not Metroid. It's Dark not Souls. Castlevania. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Thank you. It's a Hollow Knight esque, um, in which yeah, you're traveling around this uh, this world based on like uh, southern Spain and like uh, religious horrors, and yeah, you're trying to complete some tasks uh, to open up a giant church and fight. Uh, some kind of uh, you know, great uh, great evil slash maybe miracle. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not fully clear on the story. I haven't been you know very far in the game because again, I don't want to say the game's fun because I'm fucking bad at it. Like it's it's kind of fun exploring the world and finding out you know, just seeing the new like you know creepy monsters behind this door. You know, keeping track of where you've been, where you can't get to because you need more you know powers and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I fucking suck at this, man. Like, and it's not terribly hard. It's just I'm bad at it. But it, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of forgiving. It's nice. Like, uh, it's got a little bit of that, um, you know, like, I feel like Shovel Knight was the start of, like, side-scrolling, uh, kind of exploration games being a little more forgiving with how you die in them. Um, 
you know, this one it's like, you know, you, you die and you respawn at the last checkpoint and you lose a little bit of like your meter of like uh, health until you get back to where you were and you can like reclaim it and, you know, just kind of get back to business. So it like rewards you for going back and, you know, trying to get where you had been trying to go, that kind of thing. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Shovel Knight ask. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's a exploration adventure game where, you know, you uh, obviously need to be acquiring skills and leveling up your guy in order to do things. Uh, so far, it hasn't really prevented me from doing any exploring, which is nice. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's kind of out of reach are like extra challenges. There'll be like little angels in cages that you can set free for a bonus, and they are completely out of reach. Uh, there are like areas to explore that I haven't quite gotten to yet because like I don't have like a wall climb skill, but like you know, it's uh, in general, you know, it's it's kind of uh, unfolding the way you would expect a, a Hollow Knight esque game too. It's uh, it's uh, interesting, and uh, you know, it's it's fun when uh, when I'm feeling good about it. Like, the combat's fun. It's real slashy. You can upgrade your moves. And, like, uh, I, I'm only, like I said, early on in the game, I got a dodge slide. I got a charge up, sword smash attack. And you can do uh, finishing moves to pretty much every character in the game. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, like in Doom, you get a bonus for doing the glory kill. This, you get, like, uh, I think a little health in your flask to, you know, use later by uh, hitting the button to do the glory kill and all the characters in the game are hideous fucking you know weird religious things it'll be like a guy lugging a big fucking stone cross on his shoulder and he swings it to try and hit you and you know like does a little bit of damage but then when you do a glory kill on him you just like smush him with the giant cross uh it's bloody and brutal it's very cool uh, like, you know, the basic enemies, like, when you're doing the the gory kill on them, you pick them up and just fucking hack them to bits, like, right there in your hand. It's pretty fucking gross, and, you know, it's, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know, you know, your mileage might vary on these kind of things. Feels like the kind of game that maybe David and Jesse would have tried by now. No, I was gonna say, it's like, you know, Hollow Knight-esque, where you're exploring ancient Spain fighting religious demon monsters like yeah I'll, I'm gonna check this out mm-hmm yeah definitely worth picking up on a sale uh, or if it were on a you know certain uh, game uh, streaming service uh, some something involving a pass uh, definitely worth playing because um, yeah I uh, you know I kind of want to keep going on it. I've only played it for a few hours uh, you know speaking of the theme one of the things that I uh, have discovered I'd simply am not really uh, equipped for these days, playing Switch in handheld mode. Man, do my hands cramp up, you know, holding that little system. Um, but, see, this is the kind of game that I have to play in handheld mode. I can't play this on my TV with a four-year-old in the house. Like, I can't have my son fucking be like, Daddy, what's that? It's like, oh, that's the penitent one, son. Yeah, he's smushing those heathens and, you know, sucking their blood or whatever. Like, nope. Well, too much, to learn too much weird point, shit right? in this game. <laughs> Do you not take him to Sunday school? Like, what the hell? I mean, yeah, but, you know, it's mostly, like, you know, matching pictures of lambs and, you know, <laughs> being made to feel bad about himself. It's not this kind of shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so I, I pulled up the website of this game so I could add it to my wish list, mm. and one of the screenshots has a giant zombie face with half of the face melting off that's shooting a laser 
yeah. named Our Lady of the Charred Visage. Yeah, dope. I kind of feel like I need to play this game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty fucking cool. And the thing I was going to say about it, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how it really falls in like line with hard uh, games of this, you know, style. Or if I'm just like really bad at it. I've, I've discovered that I have a tendency in these games to not recognize when I've gone somewhere where I shouldn't be just yet. And I feel like if all the enemies in this game had, say, a life meter or a number showing how futile it is for me to try and kill them at the stage I am at in the game, I would do a lot better in these things. Because I keep on, like, you know, I, it's like, okay, I can keep going. Game doesn't want me to stop exploring. I'm going to keep going. Oh, I'm in a snow area now. Oh, I better check it out. Oh, there's skeletons literally jumping out of the ground at every second. I can't move fast enough to dodge these. I'll just try and kill them. Oh, they've killed me in two hits. Am I bad at the game, or am I in the wrong place in the game? I don't know yet. And I'm bad at figuring that shit out when it comes to these games. <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I feel like I that's keep discovering that around every turn in this game. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely, definitely an incident where it would be very helpful to have, like, a health decrease meter where, like, Something. a skeleton charges at you, you bash him with your sword, and you see minus one. Like, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Exactly. Like, you know, I, uh... I just, I, I encountered some, like, just hovering, I couldn't even really quite tell what it was, it appeared to just be like a disembodied, like, arm holding a golden scythe, and I'm like, huh, I mean, I, obviously I gotta try to hit it, so let's just see how this goes, and you know, you, you hit it, and I'm like, okay, I'm giving it a couple of whacks and feeling pretty good about it, and... <laughs> then it, yeah, then it one shots me. <laughs> just, you know, like one swing of the golden scythe, and suddenly, uh, yeah, my man's back to the checkpoint. I'm like, now, am I just super out of order on where I'm supposed to be, or am I bad at this game? I really can't tell. Like, I, I haven't perfected the whole, you know, slash slash. Wait for the, you know, the telegraphed. I'm gonna hit you, cue, and then like dodge. I haven't quite figured that out with all the enemies yet. So uh, it's tough to tell whether or not I'm exploring going the wrong direction or uh, if I'm just bad at the game. But well, I'm having pretty, I'm having a good amount of fun. It's a pretty fun game. <laughs> I feel like in these games, going the wrong direction means you are bad at the game. <laughs> like, that's the same well, thing. The, but that's the thing. I mean, it's not, you know, it's a wide open world. They let you go. If, if, as long as you have the ability to access the area, then, you know, there you go. Like, you know, like I said, when I get to, like, something where it's like, all right, well, there's just... You know, nothing. There's a big expanse. I'm not going to jump into it and die. You know, obviously, <laughs> oh, that's like, the first you know, thing I do. Well, we... I mean, trust me, I've done that too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, all right, well, okay, turn back, go the other way. So I, I, I figure as long as the game is still, uh, I, as long as I'm still able to go with just, you know, kind of the moveset that I have now, I figure I'm not out of sync for, with what the game wants me to do. I mean, you know, maybe I should you know, go back instead of being in the snowy area, maybe I need to go to the, you know, whatever, the church area or some shit. You know, maybe I need to read a fucking guide for a game like this. But that might also be helpful. But I'm, you know, I've been trying to take on some of these games without guides lately. Because, I don't know. It, it feel like 
I, I, I like it. Pride, you. John. It's you know, it has cometh before many falls, <laughs> repeatedly. Um, I can't wait till I get to the end of this game and it shows me how many times I died. And I would love to see it distributed throughout like the course of the game. Like I, I would hope that as the game goes on, obviously it gets harder, but I get better. There's going to be a big concentration of deaths in like the first three hours of this game. Like that's uh, that's just how I'm going, baby. Slow and steady and. Having to retrace my steps constantly, but um, that's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, yeah, and, the, and that's the thing I like about you know modern takes on these classic uh, things. You know, I haven't gotten a game over yet. I haven't felt super discouraged. You know, I want to keep playing. The game's cool. The combat's fun. The characters are hideous. You know, and it's like yeah, cool. I'm gonna, gonna keep trying. If this were, you know, fucking the old Castlevania days, I would have done it just like I did Castlevania 2 and just turned that shit off forever and never played it. But, you know, nowadays, I got a little more patience. So I gotta resist the urge to do the guide. I gotta fucking, you know, try to take this on my, on my own. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you're right, Jesse. Maybe it's pride getting in the way of me, uh, doing the game right. But, you know. Maybe that's part of the game. Maybe that maybe the game tries to make you take pride. Maybe it's a medicine game, you know? Like, I mean, the game is called Blasphemous. I'm saying. So yeah. it's trying to make you blaspheme. That's it. You know, God, I've blasphemed all over myself, uh, <laughs> you know, repeatedly in the early hours of this game. <laughs> oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, yeah, I thought the, I was going to say a little bit of the blasphemy. A little bit of the blasphemy. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's another soundboard for another time. But yeah, um, super cool game. Uh, you know, love the the art style and you know, like I said, the hideousness and kind of the bleak, uh, you know, weird European. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be like medieval kind of setting. It's uh, it's pretty freaky, and the soundtrack's really good. Uh, shout out to the composer Carlos Viola. Uh, you know, excellent soundtrack. It's got you know, just like kind of the. Uh, it's got that like oppressive, like ever present, just like whine in the background of a lot of the songs. It just makes the whole world feel bleak when you hear just like a like you know under no matter what the song is. Like all right, yeah, cool. This uh, shockingly is not annoying. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, super cool game. I'm into it. I'm gonna, you know, get back into it and smush some people with some fucking giant crosses. And, uh, you know, David, put it on your wish list because I would like to know how you feel about it, uh, you know, should you uh, catch it on sale. But uh, anyway, yeah, a dope game. And um, let's just uh, stick the thorn in a little bit further there, Johnny, and, uh, you know, keep going. Game four. Ow.
Alright guys, uh, so this introduces a, a unique character to the series um, named Lau, who's available in the two-player mode. Got some answers? Do I ever? Yes. I feel like sometimes I have these more questions. Than right. I had a lot of questions for you after this, Johnny. First, how dare you? <laughs> you said after, John. What the hell? <laughs> Give it a second. All right. So Jesse drew a penis, and David and John both said, "Fatal Fury, first contact. This is a hat trick." Second question. How? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is Fatal Fury First Contact, our second Neo Geo Pocket Color game of the evening. That's right, I also went with the NGPC. It's uh it's got a cool fucking sound chip. I really like it. It's basically got <laughs> two of the sound chips that the Game Gear has, and they do some pretty interesting things with it. And that's the main reason I chose it. I know nothing about Fatal Fury. I was going to say, I feel like, Johnny, this is not the first time you've picked a Fatal Fury game for the show with no experience or knowledge of that series. <laughs> no, and I, I do know this game is a two-player mode if you have two friends that both own Neo Geo Pocket Colors, and they both own the game, and you have a link cable between the two of you. That's good. Here, here's the... Yeah, that's how a lot of handheld two-player games work back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the only question that I'm going to ask during this segment after how. Johnny, can you name the main character of the Fatal Fury series? It's Terry Bogart, isn't it? Or is it Goose? Yes. Okay. Is that a Goose? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, rewind. <laughs> Goose? Is there not a character named Goose? Goose died in the original game, man. The, the, the new character <laughs> no. is Rooster. Rooster? No. Okay, my bad. Okay, yeah. Rooster was only there until they started crossing over with the King of Fighters, and then it became Mallard. <laughs> I don't know where don't know what that the fuck's at the end and the truth begins. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Geese um, is the person you're looking for. Yeah, not geese. Goose. Why do you need one person Geese? It makes no sense. Because it's rad. That's like having a band called the Low Rangers. Like, what are you Geese talking about? No, 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 no. It's it's a fucking cool name, Johnny. <laughs> like, seriously, think of a plural of you know, a uh, a group of animals, and think of that as someone's first name. Hey, what's and think up? of them being the ultimate muscle-bound weeb. What's up, it's Mike? Rad. Uh, mice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mice Howard. What's mice up? Howard. Yeah. What's up, pretty snakes? Pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Well, snakes is a pretty cool name. 
Yeah, snakes, Howard, pretty cool, Johnny. You're, yeah. you're only mean, proving my point. <laughs> I think we're ignoring the elephant in the room, Moose Howard. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty badass elf. name. I think it's yeah. like elephants. Yeah, see, yeah. that's why I use the that particular phrasing. Cats, Howard. Just that saying. one guy in Zero Wing was in Cats. Yeah, see? It's a cool fucking name. Yeah. Plural animal names, cool first names. <sighs> uh, that's my hot take for the episode. But no, um... Birds McGee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fox Seagulls McGee. Oh, God. But yeah, so uh, I had to look it up. Yeah, Johnny, you, you used Fatal Fury Special. Uh, not terribly recently, but, uh, you know, within the last 20-some-odd episodes. And you still have not yet learned anything about Fatal Fury. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I was made by SK, I, I love that who I know made the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah, I was going to say, I love that somehow this series has become a weird fallback for you. Um, how very odd. The music is so yeah. good. And the it is. It's very good. And there's no plot. So, you know, it's right up my alley. Whoa. There's a plot. Yeah, let's not say there's no plot. And, like, the Fatal Fury sprites on the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color are adorable. Oh, like they're the, so cute. The sprites, like, for all their fighting games, like the Samurai Showdown and SNK versus Capcom, like, they're all just great. Like, they're just these cool little, like, kind of cheap, you know, block-fisted characters. They're really cool. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they, they remind me of um, uh, River City Ransom, you know, yeah. chibi and blocky. Yeah. But they're SNK and fighting, and that's fun. I mean, I, I like the look. I just don't know how I like it in, like, an actual fighting game form. I don't know. Like, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm fully in favor of, uh, you know, these games and these made-up systems. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess it's a logical escalation of things. You know, you, you do enough uh, arcade games, eventually you got to make, uh, make a little chibi version of the characters and make it fun and cute. But, hmm. Um, I don't know if only how you... they could have released this for a system people could play it on. Yeah, I don't know how you translate a fighting game to a system that only has two buttons. Right. Uh, but not it, very they, easily. It was pretty pretty good though. Like um like the commands were a little shortened. Like I think you would just do like forward and punch or forward and kick. Um but like you could still pull off all like the characters' famous moves, you know, and they all had their specials and whatnot. Um, so, the, like, the translation was pretty good as far as going from an arcade. Because, really, you're just doing, you know, high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick. So, just make it kick and punch instead, you know. I I want to say, I don't remember exactly, but I kind of feel like, um, at least in SNK Gals, that thing where, like, if you push the button, you do, like... A light punch and then if you hold it down you do like a stronger punch maybe i'm way off base it's been a hot second since i played that game but i feel like that's also part of how they got around it yeah it's probably stuff like that too yeah i like the uh, the box art lets you know each character possesses at least six unique special moves in addition to their already incredible offensive and defensive moves now listen box art when you say defensive moves do you just mean blocking in a fighting game? Because I, I I don't know about counters. You know. Okay, also yeah, they're right. Counters. Yeah, 
Yeah, fair enough. You got me there. I was going to say, like, if the box is resorting to selling the game on the ability to block, you know, okay, maybe there's really nothing here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, at least six special moves. Pretty great. Power gauges. Pretty great. And the final pun of don't make the fatal mistake of missing out on this epic title for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yes, it would be a shame if so many people were to make a fatal mistake such as that. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, looks really cool. Um, yeah, I'm glad for it. I'm glad that we got two, uh, you know, crazy games from the Neo Geo Pocket Color on this, uh, this episode. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah, uh, and we actually scored points on this one. That was nice. So, maybe, uh, maybe we're all learning. Maybe we all know a thing or two now about... We should probably just do an all Neo Geo Pocket Color episode. There can't be that many games, right? Like, we could probably knock the whole system out on the next episode. Yeah, so... Actually, that would be kind of cool. Worldwide, there are 83 games. Ooh! Yeah. Uh, let's see, in the US, one, two, three, four... Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> this is still counting. Worldwide, there's 83 games, and I think we've used three. Mm-hmm. You don't have to manually count them. There should be just a... A thing that says U.S. releases or something. About thirty or so U.S. games. <laughs> okay, so we, a special edition of the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The next three episodes are ten game episodes. No, if exactly. we each just do a three a VGM threesome, <laughs> we can knock this out in one night. Oh, there we go. That's true. We can do it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Got a VGM orgy. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll lock that in our uh, our episode for uh, for next week, the October nineteenth live show, all Neo Geo Pocket Color here it'll really happen um oops only a geo (laughs) Uh, man you know love having uh, all that color in my pocket um they probably could have come up with a snappier name for the system i guess they were trying to express all the important things it's neo geo it fits in your pocket and it has colors but i feel like a snappier name really could have benefited the system well they originally came out with just just the neo geo pocket and then mm. they added the color version, so they right. added the color. So it was like the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. Of course, yeah. And you want to, you know, mention to people that it's colorful. I'm just saying, you know, maybe there was a, maybe there was a better name for it than Neo Geo Pocket Color. I am, you know, I can't come up with one. I'm no marketing expert. I'm no Don Draper, but uh, you know, I call I, it the uh, Neo Geo Go Fuck Yourself Color. Ooh, <laughs> it's edgy. Um, Kids will love yeah, it. it. What is. about Neo Geo Pocket? We don't have Pokemon. Mm. No, wait. I don't think that's very good. Right. God damn it. What if they just did the opposite of all the uh, like Nintendo slogans? So they just did like play it quiet. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Neo Geo. 30 games. That's all we've got. God, a whole and ASMR hear, like, system. Yeah. You know, if the system would be good for ASMR because of the stick, how it clicks. Ooh, yeah. like, God, I wish I still had my Neo Geo Pocket Color because mm. I would love for you to hear the little clicky sound. Like, it's so, it's such a satisfying clicky sound. Like, I swear. Mm-hmm. Yep. We should, uh, we should get you one, man, and get you doing that ASMR, that Neo Geo stick clicking ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you we get some fucking viewers off of that, man. Oh, we would get some viewers, let me tell you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, guys like us just sitting there and just, like, clicking that stick right in the microphone. Oh, oh yeah. Fart. Well, someone yeah. licks an ear microphone. 
Oh, guys. fart on the new Geo. God, yeah. Do you think, you know, you think we could probably just download, like, a sound program and just make the Neo Geo Pocket Color make fart sounds? Ooh. Like, I'm yeah. sure somebody's done that hack. Mm-hmm. Neo Geo fart color? That was no. one of the 30 games. Right. <laughs> it was called Neo Geo Pocket Brown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was called Fartbox. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Had to play with your tongue. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Punch it. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Johnny, it, you know, it's been so long since you've discussed Fatal Fury. Um, can you name another character that you've come to love from this series besides uh, besides Goose and um, Terry Titties? Um, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Andy Bogard. Oh, he's got the list open. He's got it, man. I, you know, I've been thwarted in my attempt to get Johnny to humiliate himself by attempting to say <laughs> one more name. He's uh, learned to read. He has. He found the control F, <laughs> and he he was looking for anything help, and it led him to Andy Bogard. Can you tell me the difference between Terry and Andy? Well, uh, let's see. I know that Andy is named Andy. And he's the younger brother of Terry. Right. Um, and he's a quiet and rather stoic man. Uh, no, no, don't read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Johnny just used the word stoic all the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, Johnny uses stoic frequently. Um, I, I just meant in terms of appearance. How can you tell the two of them apart, Johnny? Oh, one is a hat. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. One, one could argue that Terry is Andy with the new hat. Um, or vice versa. Andy is uh, Terry with no hat, no new hat. And a ponytail. Andy does not wear a ponytail. No, that's right. He just Andy lets wears it his hair down, down, right? He just lets that shit fly. Um, yeah, man, Johnny with another Fatal Fury pick. What a fucking time! Woo. God, he's mm. Johnny Fury. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling a little fatalistic and furious. I really gotta but, play more uh, Fatal Fury. And, uh, I'm sure yes, you can't speak David. to this, Johnny, but why also is this game called First Contact? I is don't this a know. prequel? Well, is it a what Star Trek thing? Is um, Terry Bogard? Um, he discovers warp drive, and right. so then the Vulcans come down and are like, "Yo, uh, we figured out that you guys use warp drive. Do you mm. want to, you know, some help from us? Can you get yeah. your space program up." And, and like Terry looks at him and gives him a thumbs up and goes, "Okay." <laughs> and then, but like a like a really young Tom Hardy shows up playing like an alternate version of Terry. That happens, right? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Am I mixing up my wild. Star Trek movies? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. so. <laughs> oh okay, I was counting on Jesse to the, be able to. Yeah, and pull then me the Borg Queen shows up, right? And uh, and Geese is there. Yeah, okay, it's uh, Nemesis is the movie I was yeah, referencing, okay. my bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know the villain of uh, Star Trek Nemesis is a very young Tom Hardy? <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot yeah. about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, speaking of things that look like shit, not this game, no siree. Love these chibis and uh, this, uh, this definitely real system that we're only reinforcing its realness by continuing to talk about. Johnny, anything else? On uh, Fatal Fury uh, Nemesis or the uh, the Quest for Peace? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Good. Game five. 
So um, this game is seen as one of the most sought-after games for the Game Boy Advance. By 2013, Pocket Gamer listed it as one of the most expensive handheld games, noting that a copy could be sold on eBay for £70, while a boxed copy went for £200. Thank you. 
Right, um, who has some guesses written down? I got a guess. I have an answer. Alright, so, um, Jesse says Skyrim, sadly incorrect. Uh, John says, Doc, this is heavy. Sadly inc- Oh, is that because of the pounds thing? <laughs> Doesn't sound um, like money to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny has the correct answer. This is Ninja 5 0. This is Ninja 5 0 for the Game Boy Advance. Um,. And this is the game that I have wanted to put onto the show for a very long time. And after 310 episodes, I was like, you know what? I feel like it's time because this game is one of the best Game Boy Advance games ever released. Hot take. I was yeah. going to say there was a dramatic pause. Was that supposed to be a hot take or are you just kind of letting us soak in it, David? Well, no, I saw Johnny move, and I wasn't sure if he was, like, stretching or reaching for the button. Um, this is a super, like, underrated game. Um, it was a sleeper hit, um, kind of like the Neo Geo Pocket. You know, there was this whole Pokemon thing, so it didn't sell as well. Um, but this game is so good. It's Listen, you can't blame everything not selling well strictly on Pokemon. You know, well, maybe was... people just didn't want to buy a game called Ninja 5.0 because they thought it was a Hawaii 5.0 game starring ninjas, and they were that outside the target awesome. market. <laughs> they were outside the target market of the Game Boy Advance at the time, well, which was how... largely Pokemon players. That sounds so good, but also too, I've I've blamed every one of my failed startups on Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like you can't blame everything on Pokemon being popular. True. You can blame new IPs on the Game Boy Advance. Like that, you can very clearly blame on this. Um, and, but David, also, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for this. Let's put the blame where it lies in the eighth circle of hell. This is a. This was published by Konami, David. It was. This is their fault. It's not Pokemon's fault. Don't blame Pokemon for this. I think he meant to say pachinko. Yeah. This Re is a pachinko machine, isn't it, David? Regardless of whose fault it is, it's a damn shame this game didn't catch on. Because this game is amazing. This game is kind of like a hybrid of less difficult Ninja Gaiden and mm. Bionic Commando. Mmm. So, and it's like completely draped in... 80s exploitation action movie tropes like you star as a cop who's also a ninja and there is a gang that oh. puts on like magic masks that give them superpowers but also corrupt them and turn them evil so we've all been there yeah so you're basically scroll like walking through um all of the levels and the levels do a kind of a cool thing where you have different doors that lead to different rooms. It's all 2D side-scrolling, so you kind of, like, pop into the rooms and then pop back out. And mm. you're fighting terrorists and rescuing hostages with your arsenal of shurikens, a samurai sword, and a grappling hook. So, like, you right. can 
latch onto a balcony and swing over things. You can do like a spinning sword slash. You get to upgrade your shuriken, which is like your main projectile, into a fucking laser for some reason. Um, Like, it's just, it's a tight action platforming game. It's got a pretty cool soundtrack, I think, um, at least for the GBA. And yeah, goddamn, this game is awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I was only slightly burning on it for sounding like a Hawaii Five-O game with ninjas, because again, that would only not be appealing to people that own the Game Boy Advance at the time. There is a certain group of people that that would be appealing to, and you know, if they made this game nowadays, I think this game would blow up a little bit. But uh, man, it is too bad that it didn't uh, didn't become the thing it should have been. We should be playing fucking you know like Super Ninja Five-O Legacy Collection by now, you know. Yeah, I agree. Konami does those, right? Do they do legacy collections, or that's a Capcom thing? (laughs) No, 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 they do, at least for Castlevania. Yeah, they do bundles and things, right? Yeah. Sure. Let's let's go with that. They do that. So, David, if if Konami were to put out a special edition Ninja 5.0 legacy collection bundle, would you pick it up? Yes, absolutely. How many of them were there? Uh, One. Okay. (laughs) And you would pick it up? Yes, I would. Okay, good. See, that's all it takes... Konami, they like the money. So you hear that, Konami? Just... You have at least one customer. Mm-hmm. Why are you not developing this? God, get I would Mr. love for somebody to market a bundle of one game. <laughs> one game and, like, maybe a piece of art. You no. Know? Uh, <laughs> it's just a <the> game. <laughs> Unnecessary. No, see, <laughs> see, I like the idea that it's a bundle of one game, but it's, like, Mario Brothers, Arcade, NES, Game Boy Advance, the like <laughs> unlockable version in New Super Mario Brothers, like oh well, I mean, there is every a certain, version of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. a certain nerd out there for whom that is appealing. You want to see the difference between the arcade and the NES versions of Mario Brothers, but no, yeah, just a, a, a legacy release, an anniversary edition of a game that only got one fucking entry. That uh, yeah, da- you know. yeah, David, you're pitching this concept of a guy who once sat down and watched a 40 minute video on the version of Super Mario Brothers released for the Japanese PC-88 Super Mario Brothers uh, oh Deluxe. God. Or no, Super Mario oh, Brothers I, Special, I think it was called. It was special, way. yeah. yeah special. Mm-hmm. I watched someone play that, and like the that game is a nightmare. So yeah, I would absolutely like buy screen. a thing where I could try all the different Super Mario Brothers all in one go. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I mean, I, I think that's literally what they did for like a Street Fighter collection. Like, how many times have they done Street Fighter 2 in different iterations? I think Capcom really did release that at some point. <laughs> that reminds me, though, I saw a guy do a speedrun of Super Mario Brothers, but it was 10 different versions. So it was like the NES, it was Super Mario Deluxe. I think he did, um, like, the the Super Mario special. He did, like, the Super Mario All-Stars version. Like, mm. the Wii Virtual Console like, the Game & Watch version, like, every version of, of Super Mario Brothers he could find. He just speed ran wow. In a row? Did he do it on a graphing calculator? In a row. Hmm. Hmm. Simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was controlling all of them with one controller at the same time. God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. All those Super Mario Brothers in a row? Hey, try not to play any Super Mario Brothers on your way! <laughs> <laughs> right back around. Um, um. <laughs> but yeah, this is just, this is an amazing game. And I'm super sad that it's kind of just become this forgotten cult classic. Because, God, I wish this game would come back. Now, is it forgotten or is it a cult classic? 
I mean, a little bit of both. Like, I feel like cult classics are forgotten by mainstream audiences and remembered by their cult fandoms. Sure. Just saying, does this have a cult fandom or is it just you, David? Admit it. Okay, so there is a cult fandom that is me. Um, mm-hmm. I operate all of the web rings and message boards. That's good. Um, with web multiple rings. accounts so I can talk to myself. Yes. Um, because, yeah, the game's <laughs> fucking awesome. David, are say, you- David, have you ever discussed this game with anyone outside of this conversation that we are having right now? Like, have you ever mentioned this game to somebody besides just now? Yes. Okay, good. That's the start. <laughs> are there we counting myself fandom. in a mirror? Yes. Sure. Then is yes. One of your parents. Yeah, exactly. You're just sitting there stroking it and just being like, yeah, Ninja 5 is an underrated cult <laughs> classic. Wait, do you usually stroke it in a mirror? David well, does. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, you gotta... I am way more like unappreciative of my physical appearance to jack off to myself. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're talking up Ninja 5 at the time. Oh, no. Well, you, just, you just look at your, your hog, mm-hmm. you know, from a yeah. different angle. You're like, oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm touching it. Yeah. Ninja 5 man. <laughs> Ninja 5 5 Beautiful. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, David touching himself aside, this game, <laughs> I hope, does have some fans. Because, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it, and yeah, it looks rad, man. Yeah. I, I don't know about being a ninja cop, though. I guess it's just, it just comes to the territory. It was a different time. Yeah. This it was, was before we, you know, uh, everybody knew that we needed to defund the ninja police. Not um, quite 20 years ago, so. No. But. Yeah. It's, Even ninjas, all cops, are yeah. bad. I hate to say it, man. Yeah, these ninjas might be bastards. <laughs> how many just... law? How many Law and Order shows were on TV at the time that this game came out? Three. Well, I was gonna say 2003, so like seven. <laughs> Ten. Three. Law and Order Vanilla, Law and Order SVU, and Criminal Intent. God, Criminal Intent. Okay. Got a problem with Criminal Intent? That answered that question. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. What's What's the matter, you? You got a problem with fucking? Uh, <laughs> Got a problem with Gorin? Hmm? Got a problem with fucking Vincent D'Onofrio or something, John? <laughs> you saying he needs to be replaced by a ninja? Yeah. What's uh, what's the problem with criminal intent there, John? <laughs> I'm, uh, you're, you're getting me a little hot. I, what, are I, you, you know, what, what are you doing scoffing at arguably the best law and order there is? <laughs> I, I had no idea this was going to be a thing. Oh, my God. You know, criminal intent funny to you? <laughs> <laughs> John is very passionate about his daytime TV. Don't even get him started on Frasier. It's daytime, it's primetime, no. baby. Yeah, no, that's just primetime, David. It's daytime and Fuck reruns. Yeah. yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, I only know it by, like, reruns. Yeah, I know it by primetime. <laughs> well, you're so a bigger appointment, criminal, a criminal intent guy than fucking me. Fucking viewing, what, baby. What does Deion Sanders have to do with this? Yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay. God. Um, nah, Johnny, you, know, you and I are going to talk off mic. Uh, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna drive to your house. Why and are you gonna hear each criminal other? Goddamn intent! <laughs> uh, yeah, laughing at criminal intent. How absurd! Um, fucking Vincent D'Onofrio put it all out there, baby. <laughs> yeah, I will not have him laughed at. <sighs> fucking. Mm. Anyway, uh, so David is the ninja cop in Ninja Five O a better or worse police officer? than Detective Robert Gorin in Law and Order Criminal Intent. 
You know, I feel like I have an easy answer to this, but based on the last three minutes of the show, I'm not sure I have an easy answer for this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm does the does the ninja possess the ability to like read criminals? Is there interrogation scenes in which the uh, ninja just kind of uses psychology to uh, get the criminals to admit what they did? You know, I think I'm gonna have to go with Joe Usugi, who is the ninja, only because I don't believe the detective from Criminal Intent has a sword and a grappling hook. It'd be a pretty. Uh, Although, I want to watch the fucking Law and Order with a grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like, yeah, I, 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 like, I love Criminal Intent. It's easily the best Law and Order there is uh, in terms of quality, not in terms of absurdity. That, of course, goes to SVU. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, see, SVU, I think they could get away with the, uh, the ninja weapons. Criminal Intent, it would just be a little bit too much. So, you know, maybe Ice-T could be a ninja. I, I watched mean, that. So I have a confession to make. This whole time, I had Criminal Intent and Trial by Jury swapped in my head. Criminal Intent is a great show. <laughs> like Trial, Trial by Jury, by jury? Is, is the one that I was laughing at. What? <laughs> that's outrageous. So no that, one's ever said that name out loud. Nobody remembers Trial by Jury. So that's Johnny. on me. <laughs> oh my god! I was god. like, was the Criminal Intent like the one season? Oh no, it's been on for ten years. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm I'm mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, I really, it started out, you know, obviously it became a bit, but I, it really did start out with legit, you know, incredulousness that you would laugh at criminal intent. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of upset that you're talking shit about trial by jury. I mean, do you have a problem with mm-hmm. Jerry Orbach returning as Lenny Briscoe? Yeah. Like, do you have a problem with B.B. Newworth <laughs> as the Homicide Bureau Chief? I like, certainly don't. Seriously? <laughs> You're gonna talk shit about PV Newworth on this show? Yeah, you got a problem with the Belzinator, Jenny? Hmm? Game five. Wait, what? <laughs> that was game five, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> There's no way out of this one, Johnny. There's no sound that we play to end the show. Uh, um, you know, for real though, David, uh you should check out some criminal intent, man. It's pretty good. They got Jeff Goldblum for the last couple of seasons. All right. Ooh, I'm interested. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum doing the serious detective thing on TV. It's oh. um, interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> you know, I could... Him, I him could in believe... that Grandmaster outfit investigating murders. <laughs> it's like, I could believe Jeff Goldblum as a serious TV detective in the late 80s. But, like, right. modern Jeff Goldblum... I can't picture that at all. Yeah, 2007 or so. <laughs> I can picture it. Yeah, because you've seen it. You've seen every episode of Criminal Intent. You realize we were clowning on the wrong, uh, you know, you got all these things confused. Wow, I'm real CI head. Yeah, you, you, you big, uh, you big dick wolfman, Jenny. <laughs> I'm just yeah, wondering what your, uh, I've what your the- level of experience with dick wolf is. Yeah, I've got that whole dick wolf tramp stamp tattoo. <laughs> right. God, what a dad. Yeah, man, guys, I think we should just, instead of movie nights, I think we're just going to have to start doing Law and Order nights. we got a lot of shit to watch, guys. Mm, It's pretty much all on Peacock. We can catch up with it. Yeah, I can educate you all. But um, it wouldn't have as many ninjas as Ninja 5.0, so maybe maybe we skip it. I don't know. It's up to y'all. No, I vote criminal intent. Let's do it. (laughs) 
All right, good. Yeah, I vote that we put the Law and Order sound on the soundboard already. What the fuck, man? What are we doing? Here? Why, yeah. Why has it been 311 episodes and we don't have Don Don on the soundboard? A little bit of the bitch. There we go. There's the Law and Order sound. Yeah, that's the sound of Ice T interrogating somebody. Um, Johnny, seriously, hit the calculator computer. Let's go home. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Okay. Why? Well, I'm looking at the score at the end here, and I see one point, one point, one point, or two points, and then for me, five points. So I am the winner. He gave Hang himself on. five points, points for getting Ninja 5-0 right, guys. <laughs> Hang on. No, that math checks out. Five yeah. is greater than two and one. Yeah. Yeah. All of our points combined don't beat Johnny. He uh, he thwarted us, guys. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. The strength of the Ninja 5-0 is strong with this one. Johnny, congratulations, man. Great episode. Uh, what a triumphant victory you had. Um, and, uh, man, I guess uh, it's up to you to guide us forward, to give us a theme for our next episode. Mm, okay, well, I was doing some math earlier, and I don't know if you guys know this, but our next episode is going to be episode 312. And if I try, do know that is the next episode. And every week, I take our episode number and try to divide it by 26 to see if it comes out evenly or not. Mm. 312 will be evenly divisible by 26, which means that it's going to be a redo episode. Oh my god. We're doing it again, guys. Doing it again. How many redo episodes is this now? <laughs> this will be number 12. <laughs> oh, God. Game That Tune episode, uh, Game That Tune redo episode number 12, coming for episode 312. Man, oh man. We don't what have a... a redo episode sound yet. They don't have it that often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only We've had it 26 times. episodes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, That's yeah, what makes they, it special. Right. Special sound, Johnny. Play a sound. Come. Um, Damn, he didn't play Come With Me to Hell. Friends. Nope. How tell absurd! Me, tell me you didn't delete the Cervantes sound from the soundboard. Oh, that's right. Come with me to hell! Thank you, Johnny. That's a good sound. Hey, fuck you. We should use that more. <laughs> I like that one, too. Um... <laughs> See, I was thinking more Man. along the lines of, it's our redo episode. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. No, the, the Law & Order sound will be edited in at some point. Um, to every episode every, in the past. Yeah. You know, we're going to redo every episode of the show with more Law & Order sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, editions. guys, what a what a show, man! Uh, what a great theme for next week. Uh, redo, it's the uh, you know it's the one time, uh, or I guess the twelfth time. It's the it's the only time that we're technically allowed to reuse games on the show. A rule that's been in place as long as Game That Tune has been around. And uh, yeah, you know it's uh, it's always nice to unfurl the charter and have a episode divisible by twenty six. So great pick, Johnny. Uh, great victory for you. Great theme selection. And, uh, guys, what a great show it's been. Thank you, everybody, for watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love seeing you guys in the chat room, chatting along with us, goofing off, and having fun. Uh, thank you to everybody checking us out in podcast form. Our podcasts are available at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And we super appreciate you guys listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing. 
doing all the things that you do for a podcast for Game That Tune. We super appreciate it. I uh, want to thank everybody for checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got mixtapes galore. We've got Game That Tune gems. We're doing movie nights again. We just did Cabin in the Woods last night, and we're going to do some more at some point real soon. Uh, get on to Patreon and get VIP movie night access and a bunch of fun bonus shows and help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream at radio.gamethattune.com. Uh, we super appreciate everybody for checking out Patreon. Want to give, of course, an extra special shout out to our Patreon absurd fan producers Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsettled Zebra, Akadar, and The Kerrigan. Uh, a fantastic group of supporters that we have at patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, David took the request this week. David, uh, shout out that requester one more time. Uh, that request came to us through our Discord from Tasty. That's right. Thank you, Tasty, for the request. Thank you for shooting it to us in Discord. That's the best place to do it. Or you can check us out, GameThatTune.club, our secret social media server. Or you can send us a plain old email, GameThatTune at gmail.com. We love getting requests from you guys. Uh, love hearing from you guys. So uh, hit us with those requests. And Johnny, you have the outro. You've got the bonus tunes. You should have been prepared to win this episode, and you've got a good bonus tune. So I want to know what it is that you have. Yeah, so I got a redo, if you will, of, uh -oh. a, of a video game song. So this is Mega Man 4 Bright Man, covered by Savage Regime using the YM2612 FM mm. sound chip. All right. Not my favorite Mega Man 4 song, but uh, that's a fucking dope remix uh, incoming. So uh, I love it. And peace out, everybody. Arms Beast Buster 1999 is copyright 1999 SNK Corporation. Rin Goku 2 The Stairway to Heaven is copyright 2006 Hudson Soft and Konami. Blasphemous is copyright 2019 The Game Kitchen. Fatal Fury First Contact is copyright 1999 SNK Corporation. Ninja 5.0 is copyright 2003 Hudson Soft and Konami. It was good. Good job. It's good time. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Low scoring, but it didn't matter. Nope. Uh, so High scoring. Fun. You outscored everybody, John. You did great. Oh, yeah. I got a better than perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What a miracle this is. Yeah, you somehow <laughs> picked your own game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Great job. <sighs> I had to do it because you got the last game right. Then there would be no reason for you to have won. So, you know, it had to be bonus points. <laughs> so, either get zero or the most points, Johnny, for the love of God. You know, this is known. Yeah, I can't do both. Right. So, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, that's technically true. I, you can't, you can't do both. You're like, God, I'm dumb. What a realization. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you played like for two people, like if you were two people, mm-hmm. then one of you could just go all five, and then the other one could just go goose egg or geese egg, which oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> God, that might be one of the stupidest things I've ever said. I can't do both. <laughs> <laughs>